0: My name is Scott Chaloner, and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. Now, as regular listeners of our show will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership and current affairs. And to this end, we're joined on today's show by Al Tepper, marketing specialist and founder of Tepfu, a business which helps directors, partners and founders overcome some of their greatest marketing challenges. Um, Al, very warm welcome to yourself today, and thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks very much, Scott. I'm really glad to be here. Likewise, and it's a pleasure for me, Al, to welcome you onto the uh, programme. Now, I've given a very brief overview as to sort of what it is that you and your business does, let's say, but just to expand for those listeners that might not be familiar with you, what is it that Tepfu really sort of specialises in, in your own words?
1: Okay, brilliant. So we specialise in marketing strategy and coaching. Uh, We're not operational, so we don't press any buttons for anyone anymore. We've got lots of partners that we use uh, and deploy for different clients, depending on their needs. But fundamentally, we focus on building strategy um, and that story-led strategy all the way through to campaign strategy. um, And we focus on coaching business leaders so they can become the marketing leaders their businesses need them to be.
0: And how was it that you sort of made the move into that sort of marketing and coaching sort of career? Did you kind of know early on that sort of moving into business for yourself and into this line of work specifically was going to be the way forward for you?
1: Uh, well, no. I mean, I was working quite happily for other people and doing my thing like so many people do. Um, and then uh, I built a product that uh, uh, was canny enough to own a piece of it, and we sold it. And I ran off screaming into the, into the night, vowing never. Uh, to work for anyone ever again. Um, And then I started working for myself. And, uh, you know, we're our own harshest bosses. Um, And then I realized, actually, actually, technically, my wife is now my boss. So, I mean, it's actually uh, jumping from the frying pan into the fire. But uh, I never looked back. And, you know, doing your own thing allows you to have your own vision. When you're working for other people, it's always uh, other people's vision that you're buying into, which is fine. Um, But uh, I never imagined I'd run my own business until I actually found myself doing it.
0: Yeah, I can certainly imagine. So sometimes leadership is something that people kind of fall into rather than kind of a thing that they know from quite an early stage that they're going to sort of venture into, I guess. And when it comes to sort of having built your own business, let's say, just for any budding entrepreneur that might be tuning into this and may have their own big idea of starting a business for themselves, having gone and done it yourself, I mean, what's the, the biggest piece of advice you'd give to them to really kind of get them on the road to success?
1: Um, surround yourself. Number one, surround yourself with people who know more than you. I mean, I know loads about marketing, but I didn't know a lot about business. I thought I did. I mean, I'm very good commercially. I'm very good uh, from a, a marcoms perspective. Um, but business is so much more than that. Um, the most important things you can do. Uh, definitely get in touch with me. Obviously, I uh, given, but mm-hmm. you almost certainly need a business coach. Um, I wouldn't go into business today without a business coach if my life depended on it. Because there's a million things you're just not going to know. And there's no point falling over and making mistakes when you can easily avoid those mistakes. It's it's one thing to learn things yourself, but uh, it's a long, long journey to learn everything on your own. Um, And so shortcut that journey. uh, Get out your own way. uh, Get some good people around you. Get some coaching. Get people holding you accountable, moving you forward at a pace that's going to achieve your objectives. Otherwise, it's going to be a long, hard slog
0: and a painful one. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, when it comes to sort of learning, I suppose it is important for us to, you know, make mistakes ourselves and learn things on our own. But it's a different thing doing that and then almost tripping over at every hurdle, isn't it? So sort of making sure that you surround yourself with the right people and sort of seek out the requisite knowledge. I suppose that can essentially remove mm. some of the hurdles that may be in the way anyway.
1: Absolutely. Well, that's exactly the point. Why would you try and recreate every mistake ever made? That's not a a smart business move. Uh, Smart business moves means avoiding the hurdles, finding the people who've been there before, who can guide you in whatever industry, sector, geography, whatever whatever it is. Um, Someone's been there and done it before. So uh, making mistakes in in business is is pretty optional and it's voluntary um, and it needn't be there. So yeah definitely
0: shortcut exactly and uh, thinking about the uh, what you help businesses with now uh, Mel a little bit more specifically of course um, overcoming marketing challenges is uh, one of your main specialities let's say Um, what Mm. are some of the common issues that you find yourself helping sort of business leaders and entrepreneurs with I can imagine that one of the first things when it comes to a marketing strategy is well I guess what channels we're going to use uh, yeah, I mean, actually, uh
1: come quite late in my process. I've got a very specific mm. process, and reasons it's quite different. The, uh, for me, it starts at story, uh, and then it moves into messaging. Actually, even before story, officially, technically, we start at marketing mindset, because people, people don't understand marketing the way I want them to. So I have to um, frame how they need to see marketing. So, for example, the first thing I'll say to any client when they're onboarding um, is there's a fantastic book from the late 90s called The Clue Train Manifesto. And The Clue Train Manifesto was designed to uh, give us an insight into how the internet was going to change business in 99, you know, sort of looking forward into the crystal ball. And the first thesis of the book is markets are conversations. Markets are conversations, And that's a real mindset shift for most people. People don't realize their entire marketplace is one big conversation all the time. So we build story, and it's a Messaging, um, and then from messaging we go into content strategy, into avatar strategy, and only then do we start even thinking about channels and campaigns. Because without those uh, prerequisite elements, uh, what are you putting in the channel? If, if you're putting the channel first, why would you pick the channel first? Mm. It might it might be obvious, but it might be wrong.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it's almost. You think it might be logical sort of going into this blind that, oh, you know, picking a channel and devising a strategy that fits that channel might be a good way forward. But actually, what you've just proven there is it's really the inverse, isn't it? I mean, you've got to establish essentially the uh, the story and the messaging before you even look at where you're going to try and broadcast that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I'll come back to the word broadcast in a minute. Uh, If you don't know who you are, if you don't know what you're going to talk about, if you don't know what value you add to people, if you don't know who they are, and if you don't know why they'll care, um, what's the point of even knowing the channel? How could you know the channel? Because um, without those prerequisites, you're just going to be guessing. And if you're B2B, you're going to guess it's LinkedIn. Maybe correct, absolutely. But maybe there are other channels uh, that could be even more powerful. I would always advise people to check.
0: Absolutely. When we think about sort of the story side of it, is it very conducive for business leaders to think about how that ties in with purpose? Does that need to be purpose-driven, do you think?
1: Um, Well, uh, yes, I think uh, purpose and story are intertwined uh, dramatically because uh, we all do what we do because of choice. Um, Fundamentally, if somebody hates their job, they will find another job to do. Um, And conversely, if they're not finding another job to do, they can't really hate it that badly. So everything we do combines both story and purpose. And in fact, when you get to the base of story, you find the motivation behind purpose. Um, And so we want to get to the deepest possible place in story because um, it doesn't mean we're going to use it all, but the best marketing comes from the deepest place. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk, The short, the simplest marketing strategy in the world is four letters, C-A-R-E, because whoever cares most wins. And your story is the um, architecture of why you care and how you care and who you care for and what they feel about it and what the outcome is. So story, purpose, all interlinked to the base
0: exactly right and you could argue as well that there's more of a need for approaching marketing this way now more than ever in the wake of the uh, of the pandemic especially because we've seen sort of consumer spending habits changed with to sort of looking to sort of shop and purchase in ways that align with with their purpose they might be looking for you know businesses that are trying to act a little bit more sustainably in sourcing products from a sustainable um, a source for instance so it's yeah. th- these sorts of things are when we think about purpose especially that's what you need to really be conveying in sort of your marketing strategy, isn't it, as well to uh, really be sort of sensitive to the way that the market is shifting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because don't forget, uh, our journey as business owners
1: has is absolutely not of interest to our next customer. Our customer is on their own journey. And if we talk about our story, if we focus on our story, if we focus on what we think, if we focus on what we think the best channel is for whatever reason we think is the most important, We're not addressing their journey. And so uh, we have to take into account, uh, well, there's nothing else to take into account beyond their journey. It's just a matter of working out what our journey is and how those journeys collide, and where they intersect. And therefore, we'll create resonance and relevance so that people will see our journey and realize we understand their pain, and then they will pay attention to us. If they don't pay attention to us, um, they're not going to they're not going to take in anything we say, certainly not a sales pitch or an offer. So long, long before you get even the chance for conversion, you have to start in conversation. Um, there's two engines that drive the business, conversation and conversion. And if you don't know your market, you're not going to be able to start any conversation because markets are conversations. And if you don't start any conversations, well, there's not going to be a lot of converting to be do either. Um, but, but both of those engines need each other. If you've got all conversion and no. If you've got all conversion, all sales, and no marketing, no conversation, well, there's not going to be anyone to convert. But equally, just having great marketing without being able to close a client and bring them on board isn't isn't very good either. So they've got to work in tandem. Does that make sense?
0: Yep, certainly makes sense from my perspective. And I think sort of looking at the market as a conversation – I think that sort of feeds into the mentality of sort of some business leaders who choose in times of economic hardship to double down on sort of their marketing spend rather than sort of bootstrapping completely. Because when we see times like this where, you know, money is tight, it can be one yeah. of the first things to, to be sort of on the chopping block, can't it? The marketing budget let us sort of rein in on that because, you know, it's not really a buyer's market right now. People aren't going out and spending money. But actually, there's merit in Marketing and looking to be active in that sense because eventually there's going to be a recovery there that you can capitalize on.
1: Well, and I would challenge a couple of uh, things in there if that's okay, Scott. Because, first, Absolutely. Of all, uh, uh, my revenue is going up, so everyone keeps saying we're in a recession and no one's got any money. I don't see that reflected at all. Mm. Number one. Uh, number two, um, this is a great time to do marketing because all of your competition are going to be trimming their budget and cutting their marketing. So double, triple, go for it. Go crazy because right now is the cheapest time to buy reach ever because your competition are exiting the market and saving their money because they think that's how they're going to grow. Ha ha, wrong. The reality is whoever's visible and present and serving their market, caring for their market the most is going to win the most. And so if they're all leaving the market, I'd get even further in. Um, That's what I did during lockdown. I tripled my content output during lockdown and I doubled the size of my business um, as a result just because I was talking more in the absence of people talking less. And the last thing I'd say is that um, the reason everybody chops their marketing uh, is because sales uh, is really good at selling the value of sales and marketing is not very good at marketing the value of marketing. Um, And so... Uh, inevitably, we always think sales is more important than marketing. The best sales leaders I know would tell you that sales is a subset of marketing. And I've had that from CMOs of some of the biggest companies on the planet. Sales is a subset of marketing. It doesn't matter. It's not an ego thing. It's just a fact. Marketing comes before sales. There's no denying it. And great salespeople love powerful marketing that makes their jobs even easier. They don't want to have to nurture. They don't want to have to do the job of marketing and surface leads and prospects and customers. They don't want to have to nurture them down a funnel. What what salespeople love to do is do the deal. And so the more that marketing can help them do the deal, the better. Now is the time to spend more, not less, time and money and effort on marketing, 100%.
0: And you can be creative as well about sort of where that spend goes because uh, you mentioned, of course, lockdown and you were able to kind of sort of double your business in size, which is obviously absolutely fantastic. Um, but I, I recall actually uh, welcoming uh, somebody from the Data and Marketing Association onto the, uh, this very program uh, last year. And they informed me that... Um, people had actually sort of gone back towards more marketing through sort of, you know, paper, through flyers and putting them through people's doors because they knew that people were going to be at home. So as well as doubling down on the Internet, they were also using that channel as well to good effect as well. So you can be creative with those sorts of things, too. Absolutely. And again, this
1: is where focusing on channel causes people to trip up. Focus on the customer journey, not the channel. And, And the reason why direct mail is making a comeback is because nobody's doing it. And so the signal to noise ratio is really low. Whereas, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we used to get tons of direct mail and junk mail and we just ignored it all because we were exhausted by it. We were blinded by it. It was so much of it. Now everyone's pulled back and has done less. And as a result, combine that with people being at home a lot. And of course, now, even post-pandemic, a lot of people work from home. So why wouldn't you have a DM element to a campaign? Absolutely, it's a no-brainer. The more creative you can be, the more in tune with the customer journey you are, the more of those creative opportunities are going to surface and the better the chance you have of lowering your cost of sales.
0: Exactly right. And uh, thinking about sort of what an ideal marketing strategy might look like, um, is it essentially diverse, do you think? Does it have to cash in on multiple channels or is it entirely down to what the business is and what the business is looking to market as to sort of what the best kind of channel is, the best sort of route to market, let's say? Well, this is a case by case basis. Most mm. uh, I typically deal with firms who are pre
1: marketing director, so they don't have a marketing director. Effectively, they'll see me uh, as as an interim or a fractional CMO or a fractional marketing leader for them. Um, and those firms tend not to be you know uh, above ten million turnover. So for them, starting simple and getting it right uh, without overcomplicating it is is a massive driver. Um, but Complexity of campaigns, multiple campaigns, absolutely. Depending on the size of the organisation, but there's no point having 20 avatars and running 60 campaigns at a time across 12 different channels if you've only got one person in marketing and they're already rushed off their feet because you're just setting it up to break and fail. So you've got to take a view of what's achievable. You know what's smart, what's what's realistic, Um, and you know diversity of channel is important but not as important as getting the first channel right and getting the first campaign right. And for most small businesses, certainly pre-10 million um, and pre-marketing leader, just creating space in the business for marketing and getting the basics right, getting the fundamental habits in place, uh, getting the processes in place, uh, getting the planning in place and executed um, is, is job one. Because prior to that, it's all reactionary, it's all reactive, there's no planning, it's all flying by the seat of their pants and winging it. And um, that's the quickest way to increase your cost of sales, because you're not able to really track and measure, you're not able to really evolve and grow. Does that answer the question?
0: Yes, yeah, certainly does from my perspective. And uh, something as well that certainly seems apparent as well within businesses today, which might surprise a lot of people, is the fact that some businesses still sort of suffer from digital paralysis, don't they? Even in this age where, you know, the internet is so, so very important, there are still some that aren't really taking full advantage of it. And uh, is that something that you sort of find yourself helping a lot of your clients with, would you say? Or is it only maybe a small fraction of them?
1: Um, As in looking at uh, a variety of channels, yeah, I think, you know, you you have to, any good marketer, our job is to be aware of as many channel possibilities and opportunities as possible. Um, Because you could be leaving, you know, you could be leaving something off the table that's an absolute home run. Um, and that's why most marketing leaders are often generalists because they've had to uh, play across various vertical stacks or various various channel stacks so that they can take uh, into account all of it. Um, where it goes wrong, from my opinion, is where you have a channel specialist moving up into management, they tend to favor that channel because they know it the best. It's their safest area to play. So if you're not very multi-channel, I would ask yourself why. Um, and if you are multi-channel and falling apart, don't be, go back to one or two channels. But absolutely, face-to-face, uh, events, DM, PR, um, there's so many things people can do uh, outside of just digital. And in fact, I would argue that digital marketing isn't actually a real thing. Uh, there is just marketing, uh, of which a number of elements of marketing fall under the digital channel set. But there's marketing beyond dig- way beyond digital. Um, and I recall... Uh, a friend of mine once became the CMO at a large media company. Uh, uh, well, he was actually the, uh, the chief digital officer. And I asked them what they were going to do on their first day. And they said they're going to hunt down the chief analog officer and kill them. And what meant was, uh, there is no such thing as chief digital officer. There's a chief marketing officer. And digital falls under that. So people, over the last 20 years, we've all become convinced marketing is only digital. Far from it. Mm. And the good news is most of your competitors are not looking outside of digital. So get there because your customers are waiting to be served.
0: Exactly right. Food for thought for anybody tuning into this who may be considering building a marketing strategy from scratch maybe of the young entrepreneurial mindset or maybe sort of running mm-hmm. their own business already and is looking to sort of really reassess their strategy during a, uh, a time of economic difficulty such as this. So let's certainly see how well this advice is heeded uh, Al moving forward and thinking about mm-hmm. sort of moving forward as well just before we wrap up on the, uh, the show today as we try and navigate this, uh, this period of time. Um, what is it that you are sort of going to be prioritizing from a business perspective in working with your clients on their marketing strategies? And indeed, where do you see sort of them and where do you see your own business by this time next year? Uh,
1: that's a great question. Um, uh, every client is different. So what i focus on most of all is accountability and keeping their marketing moving forward. One of the biggest areas, especially for small businesses, is it's easy to forget about marketing. And then suddenly you haven't done anything for two weeks and nothing's moved forward. It's really easy to uh, kind of, uh, you know, bury one's head in the sand and focus on uh, big challenges in the business. But there is no bigger challenge than pipeline. And everybody, without exception, uh, hates it when their pipeline shrinks. Nobody wants a shrinking pipeline, but pipeline comes from marketing, not from sales. Uh, sales are the people who turn pipeline into revenue, but somebody's got to create the pipeline. And that means being held accountable to your strategy and a plan so that you can incrementally move it forward. But you never hit that point where your pipeline's gone off a cliff and you're screwed. You never want to be in that position. It's too late to do marketing then. You're in rescue mode at that point and you need revenue and it's just too late. So don't wait until it's too late to do your marketing. Do it today. The best day to do it is always immediately. Mm-hmm.
0: I- incredible message there and a hugely important one as well uh, and, and I'd urge anybody to heed that, think about your marketing strategy go out there and do it now, do not leave it until the last minute and that goes for if you're just building a business from scratch as well. Um, wise words of course from uh, Al Tepper Al there, marketing specialist and founder of Tepfu and thank you again Al for taking the time to join us on the uh, the show today and uh, it would be my pleasure as well to welcome you back onto the program perhaps at some point in the next year just to kind of catch up on things and see sort of where you're at and how you've sort of been helping your clients become sort of more innovative in their marketing strategies. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and I'd love to do that. That'd be great. It would be my pleasure as well, Al. It's been brilliant welcoming you onto the show. Really enlightening and really eye-opening for myself and I'm sure the listeners as well certainly share that sentiment. And uh, for anybody as well looking to uh, find a little bit more information out about um, Al, um, you are active on LinkedIn, Al, and uh, you also have a website don't you? Tepfu.com I think is the best portal call? Yeah, go
1: to Tepfu.com, connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is very neat, Al Tepper. There's only there's only one of me on Google uh, that I can find. So, uh, yeah, find me, let's chat, I look forward to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you are happening to be uh, sort of passionate about all things marketing, then you can sort of leave a comment on the uh, the show to share your perspective on some of the things we've discussed today. Uh, that would be via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash contact hyphen us. Or you can even apply to be on the programme and bring your perspective directly to the discussion table on this or any other topical matter or issue that may be relevant to you. And your portal call for that would be leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. And it could be you, of course, sat next to me next on this very programme. Um, once again, Al, thanks ever so much for taking the time to join us today and uh, by all means do take care and i'm sure we'll catch up in the future cheers and to all of our listeners tuning into today's program i've been your host scott challoner on today's episode of the leaders council podcast i've been talking all things marketing and uh until next time when we'll be back with a whole new show please do take care and goodbye